Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Sales Popeye Radio. Very excited to have y'all here. Thank you so much for joining us uh, in the on-demand version here on the uh, podcast. Uh, very excited to have with us today special guest Stephen Rosen. He's an executive coach, sales management expert, and uh, the uh, president and founder of Star Results. Stephen, thanks so much for joining us today. Matt, I'm glad to be here and uh, always look forward to speaking with you. It's always fun and uh, interesting for me. Well, likewise. I mean, I always learn a ton uh, just listening to you and having you t- hearing you talk at conferences, see you speak at industry conferences quite a bit, and it's always always learn a ton. So, you know, I think there's so much we could cover here as we're recording this sort of beginning of 2019. A lot of companies having their sales kickoffs uh, right around now and sort of preparing for the new year. If For those people listening that may not have the advantage of having a sales kickoff uh, for themselves or their team, what can people do on their own uh, in a disciplined way to prepare for the new year? What are some of your best tips to help you make sure to help people ensure that they're having a successful sales year? You know, that's a great question. And to me, for whether you're a, uh, you know, I work with a lot of sales executives, but uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at. For me, it's always about figuring out your two or three key success factors, uh, identifying them uh, and finding the way how you're going to achieve each one. And creating a measurement in place. Uh, that's, uh, that's my approach to sales execution, which we all know that companies are, are great at making marketing plans and where most things fail is on the execution. And I really think it's because we try to do too much. For me, it's what are the three key things that you need to do to be successful and doing those extremely well. So less is more a little bit, right? Just in terms of... Um... Yes. Yes. When we try to do too much, guess what? We don't do anything well. Uh, you know, they say a jack of all trades, a master of none. And and I think companies, um, individuals, we're all trying to do too much and we lose focus on what is critical. How much do sales reps need to be sort of self-disciplined relative to that versus relying on a manager or a leadership team to tell them where to go? I mean, ideally, you work in a scenario where, you know, you've got a leadership team helping you be focused, giving you resources to sell. But at the end of the day, no one else is earning your paycheck but you or your commission check. So, you know, how much can sales reps rely on themselves to be that source of discipline? You know, I mean, it's interesting because uh, my belief is that sales is a discipline. And, um, you know, people think, oh, my God, I'm going to sales. You know, there's no structure. There's no process. And in fact, it's completely opposite. The people who are most successful have figured out a process. So I think when it comes down to uh, to direction, I think senior leadership, uh, as you know, you know, companies, uh, Fortune 500 companies build very strong marketing plans. They're very good at that. Uh, sales leadership, I'm not sure what percentage do execution plans, but I think they can provide direction as to what's critical and say, hey, we're going to measure this. And when you get down to the individual contributor, uh, I think where your latitude comes in is deciding which are the key customers. Uh, and how am I going to get those customers uh, to come on board to achieve my objectives? So I, I think there's decisions at all levels, and the discipline from a uh, you know from a sales rep perspective is uh, really focusing in on which clients are going to make a difference and having a clear path to to getting there uh, or closing the sale or making more sales with that with that client. Got it. We got a special episode of Sales Pipeline Radio today with Stephen Rosen, who is the uh, founder of Star Results, but also the author of a new sales coaching program. And I want to talk a little bit about that. And let's talk about sales coaching in general before we get into the program. Uh, I think a lot of people that are in sales management, um, 
don't do enough coaching and sometimes maybe think they don't uh, have time to do it and don't really see you know, don't really see how important it is. Talk about the importance of coaching, um, especially at the beginning of the year as you're trying to get people on track. Okay. Well, uh, I'd say uh, there's a lot there. Uh, one, the importance of coaching uh, as a sales manager, if you look at your critical success factors, the number one sales management activity that drives sales performance is coaching. And uh, of course, uh, coaching is a challenging skill and not all sales managers are true leaders or a true leader actually uh, helps the reps grow and coach. And that is a leader, a form of leadership style, uh, not getting out enough. If you look at sort of what I look at, it's the three pillars uh, for success as a sales coach. One is effectiveness. So knowing how to coach uh, and very being very good at helping people grow and develop. Number two is how much time you spend. So time to me, if that's your critical success factor, then as Stephen Covey said, make sure you put your big rocks in before all the little minutiae that gets put in. And the last component in those pillars is actually following a methodology. Just like sales, any sales rep who follows a sales process will do better than ones who don't. And there's a difference between sales coaching and sales management that I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand or even recognize. Talk a little bit about that difference and why it's important. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, management is, uh, is you know, we, we look at, I separate, uh, you know, management as performance management, managing numbers, um, you know, KPIs and what have you. And there's a management component to that, which is more administrative. When you're talking about coaching, uh, coaching is a very different skill set, and it's really about helping people grow and improve, and, and it requires a different mindset than looking at the numbers. It requires a manager to be non-judgmental because people won't be open to coaching if you're if you're constantly judging their performance. So it really requires a whole different mindset. It's really about moving um, from telling people what to do, which is more directive and more management-oriented, to asking and helping people think through and actually helping them think because in most cases, most people don't want to think they want their manager to give them the answer. And that is more management where coaching is allowing people to develop, to learn uh, and to grow. And there aren't really, I mean, I think most organizations have sales training that's really for the sales reps, but not as much on the sales coaching side. And I think, and I assume that that's a large part of where your program has come from. Talk about the state of sales coaching uh, in, in organizations today and why it's so important for more organizations to use workshops like your own to, to help improve their, where people are. Well, I mean, if you look at the data, the data is, um, is very scary. Um, you know, actually, l l let me pull up a, a good reference here so I can actually quote the right numbers. But, uh, you know, on the positive side, highly effective coaching, um, coaches are, are more effective versus less effective, has a 19% impact on performance. Uh, yet, according to my good buddy, Dave Curlin, only 7% of sales managers are effectively coaching. That's less than one in 10 are actually doing what they need to do to be an effective coach. So one of my pillars was effective coaching. The other was uh, frequency of coaching. So one guideline I just pu I published or I, I made an, a, a comment on LinkedIn is if you can aim for one day per rep per month, you're doing a pretty good job. And yet only 14% of sales managers are spending 
adequate time coaching their salespeople. As much as, although you'll ask them, you say, hey, you know, are you good at coaching? Are you, are you out coaching? Most answers will be yes. The third pillar in terms of following a coaching methodology and the CSO Insights found that uh, companies who have a formal coaching process close 17% more sales. Yet, uh, based on my own research, we did a, a research in terms of how much time, or sorry, how many companies have a formal coaching process that's used and understood, and it's less than 50%. So you can see where the dilemma is. The upsides are, are there, uh, yet it's just not happening. So what I've decided, and uh, I, I've been talking about this, Matt, and, and you've known me for uh, a number of years, but probably for the last 10 years, I, I've been talking about this dilemma. And uh, as we kicked off last year, that there was a wonderful study which showed that uh, sales leaders, sales executives, their number one concern was the quality of coaching or the number one obstacle to achieving their sales numbers was suboptimal coaching. So everyone understands it. Everyone understands the upsides, but I don't think people are doing, you know, or organizations are doing enough to solve the issue. And so and I know I'm, uh, you know, I've made it my mission this year to really help thousands of sales managers become great sales coaches. And hence, I developed a program uh, which takes the same program I've done for Fortune 500 companies and puts it on an online module that you can learn on demand at your leisure. You can go back, look at each of the components and really learn how to effectively coach. And it's more than just what needs to be coached, but I think, you know, what makes this interesting for what you're doing is, is, is how you do, how you deliver coaching and how that, that, that coaching reinforces behavior. Talk, talk a little more about the details of the program you put together and, yeah, and how, the and how the, the, the approach matters so much. Well, you know, the approach to coaching, I, I, you know, we start off in the most effect, the most important component and the center of all that we do is what I call a coaching mindset. And what a coaching mindset is, is asking instead of telling, and it's asking effective questions. So as you go through the steps, uh, and we have four steps to the program, being in a coaching mindset is really key. And many of us, like I'm doing right now, uh, immediately go into tell mode with their salespeople as opposed to asking. And you've done a good job asking questions. Uh, and, and then we we take them through a, a four-step process, um, you know, in detail. Uh, you know, we have them evaluate themselves because if you're not there with them the other 19 days, you want them self-evaluating. You talked about self-discipline earlier on in the interview. We want salespeople who are aware of themselves can actually coach themselves. Uh, why we call it focused coaching is because as humans, it's very hard to change in general. You know, let's say we need to lose weight. There's a number of behaviors that we have to change, whether it be exercise, eating, um, and to do too many of them, or, or golf is probably even the best example. When I was in industry, my company did a lot of golfing and I was lousy. And then of course I'd go for lessons and, uh, uh, practice, uh, you know, stance and grip and uh, whatever. And then I'd get out there and there'd be too many things to think about. So our approach is focusing on one or two things. And as a coach, if you can help a sales rep improve in one or two areas in terms of their competencies from a two to a five in the course of a year, then you're doing a great job. And really the key, uh, there's two other key components. One is having the rep develop their own development plan, not the manager, the manager coach facilitates that. And really where the power of coaching is, is making a commitment to your coach and the coach 
providing ongoing follow-up. I call it closing the accountability loop. Um, as a coach. So I'm mean, go ahead. Well, just curious as, as a coach, as well as sort of as a, as a sales rep, like what do you have to do uh, to really drive a behavior change that you want, right? I mean, like uh, listening to a coaching program and, under, and learning what you should do is one thing. Actually driving behavior change is a whole nother animal. Where do you see um, companies, you know, best able to do that? Well, you know, one, you know, it's interesting. So in order to change rep behavior, we need to change manager behavior uh, because most managers are not disciplined in how they go and coach their salespeople. Uh, and I call that sort of flavor of the day coaching where today you got to work on your closing skills. And the next time I'm out with you, you got to work on your probing skills. Uh, so a, a discipline, uh, a company that has the right cadence in place. Uh, so it's not just teaching the managers how to coach. It's how to create a system of coaching or a coaching culture, which involves uh, following a methodology the next level of leadership actually taking accountability to following up with their managers. So the next level senior manager is following up with each of their managers on having coaching plans, on writing coaching uh, coaching reports. Um, and I guess the key to behavior change is ongoing reinforcement. And that's sort of where the problem in many cases where training falls down is you've learned how to do something. It doesn't mean you've mastered the skill. Uh, so what coaching does, it's an ongoing process to help someone master a specific skill, behavior, competency, uh, and it requires ongoing reinforcement, a number of visits. It's very much like selling uh, where you talk about having to visit a client, you know, six, seven, eight times uh, to move the sale forward. Changing behavior is a very similar process. It requires ongoing uh, focus on that specific area. So if you're trying to do too much, you end up doing nothing. Less is less is more when it comes to coaching. So changing behavior requires a commitment from the individual. Hey, I want to change because if you don't have that, then you're you're not going anywhere. To a plan on how I'm going to change, and then the power of coaching is ongoing reinforcement and and good questioning to help the individual move along. Um, the spectrum of improving their competencies from a two to a three, from a three to a four, et cetera. You know, one thing I don't think we see as much um, in coaching is we talk about skills, you talk about just, just uh, resilience. What part, of, what part does culture play in making all this work? If I'm a sales rep trying to sort of be more successful, my manager trying to affect change and help, com- you know, help my reps feel comfortable with you know, maybe a dynamic sales environment. How much what, is, is there coaching worth doing relative to culture change and managing culture in an organization? That's a great question. Uh, I have to think about that one a little bit. But, uh, you know, to me, the, there's a couple key pillars in organizations. And and, and if you have a rotten culture, um, you know, it, it creates the wrong environment for coaching and for leadership. So, you know, culture in a sales organization is is just so critical to so many things about how people feel about the organization, how much incremental effort you get out of people, uh, and how you value people. Uh, so, you know, if you look at building blocks, uh, you know, culture is is a to me is is a foundational piece. Uh, and then there's leadership, and then within leadership, you can you can kind of include coaching in there, or you can make it a next level. But uh, those are two foundational pieces that um, 
Um, you know, you know, I, I'm working with organizations that I've seen go through major change and going from a real performance culture to what I call a rotten culture where people aren't valued and uh, people aren't giving the latitude and empowerment. And, and leaders in that environment, mid-level leaders, even senior leaders, uh, are leaving mm-hmm. uh, because it's just not the right culture. So to me, culture is a, uh, it's not a nice to have, it's, it's a foundational piece to sales success. Absolutely. Well, I know we're going to talk, we wanted to talk mostly about leadership today, but you have, you, you, you are a prolific content producer. You've got a number of great books. Uh, one of them is the success is the sales manager's success guide, 52 sales management tips. Talk a little more about sort of the, the broader set of sales management, sales coaching tools you have available and where people can find them. Okay. Well, you know, within the course, actually, we've embedded our, all our key tools, um, but in terms of helping managers succeed, uh, certainly we help managers become great coaches and we use training and coaching to do that. Uh, we have a proprietary assessment, uh, which is a great tool for any sales manager who wants to know how effective they are as a coach. And it's a 180 degree uh, survey that the sales reps who receive the coaching fill out as well as the manager uh, so they can find out uh how good or how effective they are as a coach, find areas uh, for improvement, areas of strength. We also help sales managers uh, hire effectively and provide consulting as well as uh, profiles to to be able to identify top performers. Uh, of course, uh, my book, 52 Sales Management Tips, uh, I joke there's some simple tips that, uh, uh, you know, that I've learned over the years and share with my clients. Uh, I captured those in, in, in a short book format and, of course, uh, tools. My, my blog, uh, the sales management blog, uh, provides a number of, I think, insightful uh, thoughts on sales management. Uh, again, you know, my belief, Matt, is that uh, it's not rocket science, but uh, you, you would hit on one of my favorite words, uh, the discipline of sales management. It is a discipline, and I don't think too many sales uh, people coming out of sales look necessarily as a discipline. And if you can uh, provide more rigor as well as more people orientation, you're going to, you're going to crush your sales numbers. I agree. Well, where can people learn more from you, Stephen, if they're interested in learning more about the uh, coaching package or just getting more of your content, where do you, where should we send people? The best place to go is to triple W. My company's name follows the same initials as mine, Stephen Rose and the company's star results. So it's triple W dot star results. Uh, dot com, and you've got links to to get you to uh, my corporate programs, my individual manager programs, and uh, my blog and videos where I, I share uh, some of my uh, my thoughts in the area of sales management. Well, thanks very much. I want to thank our guest today, Stephen Rosen. Definitely check him out. Learn more about his management, sales management, uh, best practices and recommendations, as well as check out his new sales coaching program available now. Thanks very much for joining us for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. We will see you next time.